Hey, what's up? My name is Steven, and I lead Avenue Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, along with my wife and an incredible team. We really have a desire to see people experience God's unconditional love, find their true identity in Christ, and live out their purpose. And we would love to connect with you. You can find us on all social media platforms simply by searching Our Avenue Church. You can also check us out online by going to OurAvenueChurch.com. We really pray that something in this message inspires and equips you to experience the way of life you were created to live in Christ. Enjoy. Let's jump into the word, part three of missing peace. Um, and I say that because when you're missing something, how many of you have ever put a puzzle together and you've got all the puzzle pieces together and there's just one piece missing, it's not complete? What do you do with it? Do you crumple it up and put it back in the box? <laughs> Burn the house down? That's a little hardcore, right? Or, or, or maybe you've been putting Ikea furniture together or Walmart box furniture together, oh, and you put it all together and you're missing just one piece. And so you, you have one of two options. You can... Um, take it all apart and put it back in the box and take it back and exchange it, or you can find a way just to make it work. Which do you guys do? Find a way to make it work? Yeah, that's me. And so here's what we do in life. So we can have everything together on the outside. You know, our relationship with our spouse can look right. Our job can look right. We can have all the material things, the house, the cars, all of that, but there could be something missing. And, and what we do in, instead of, take it back and let the manufacturer work on it or exchange it, the old for the new, we try to prop it up and fix it ourselves, right? And so I wanna help us over the rest of this series to find that missing piece, P-E-A-C-E. -E. Because you may not know it and you may not can describe it, but that's probably what's missing. When it seems like everything else, but there's just something's off, it's that, it's that missing piece. And so the first week we talked about first getting peace with him, with our heavenly father, like getting back to a place where we can come back into relationship with our everlasting father and our prince of peace to do that. And then last week we talked about having peace within that Jesus, when you read, he actually said, don't imagine that I came to bring peace on earth. In fact, he said, I come to bring a sword, but what he did promise us, he says, peace I leave you, and it is not peace that the world can give. It's a peace beyond that, and so he has promised us peace of mind and peace of heart, and we talked about some ways that we can you know, work out and build that peace through prayer and God's word and appreciation and conquering fears and then just enjoying life. And so today, I wanna take another step so we get peace right here, and then we get peace right here, fill in that missing piece, and now we need to work on getting peace right out here with, with them. So peace with him, peace with them, and peace with them. And so what does that look like? Um, there was a movie um, back in the 80s, and I date, like, I, I remember my pastor making 70s and 60s references and saying, dude, you're old. And now I'm making 80s references, and some of you are like, dude, you're old. And it doesn't seem like that far ago. But here's, so here's what's happened the last two years. Um, some of the people that we had really good relationships with, they've become really prickly and salty, 
right? Uh, because of different opinions, different political views, different COVID and vaccine views, and all these different things are happening. And some people that we were really tight with were not as tight with, right? Um, we see their posts on social media and we like maybe a little root of bitterness or, or maybe we, we want to call them or maybe we type something that we want to respond and we delete it and we try to write a different way, we type it again and delete it. But, but what's happened is some of those relationships have become strained. And so it reminded me of this movie from the 80s called Gremlins. Anybody remember it? It was a Christmas movie that came out in July. And so, which I don't understand that, right? But, but pre-2020, a lot of our relationships were like gizmo. Can you throw that picture up there? Like, like, like you may have to dim the lights. Like, like this was a lot of our friends pre-2020. Um, cute and cuddly, we could hold them really close. But then 2020 happened, and, and I don't know if you've seen the movie, but there are certain things like, like you couldn't, no water, you couldn't get them wet, and then you couldn't feed them after midnight. Well, we've got a lot of people that have been taking a lot of baths and eating a lot of food after midnight because 2020 and 2021 has turned some of our friends into this. Right? <laughs> and so the reality is like we laugh, but I guarantee you right now, you're thinking of some people that, that that's them, right? And you may be having to spend some time with them in the next week in a dining room where there's only one way out. And they've got a fork and you've got a fork and you're like, let's put the knives away. And so in the movie, how they made peace is they eventually killed all the gremlins. Well, obviously we can't do that, right? <laughs> We're called to love others and to give our lives. And so how, you can take that away so that they can focus, right? And so, but, but how do we do that? And as you're going into the holidays, as you're going into Christmas, and I want us to remember that, that Jesus came to, to make peace between us and our Heavenly Father, to make peace within our hearts, but then he also has given us strengths and abilities and giftings and the Holy Spirit to live at peace with others, and so Jesus is given his first sermon in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, and it's, it's, it's kind of his ministry manifesto where he's describing his, his kingdom that is coming and what it's going to be like to live in that kingdom and kind of the, the characteristics and the qualities of someone who is a part of God's kingdom. And he makes all these statements of, you have heard it said, but now I say. You have heard it said, but now I say. And before he goes into this manifesto, he, he begins to describe those who are children of God through what we know as the Beatitudes. And so he makes this one statement in Matthew chapter 5, five verse 9. He says, blessed are the what? Peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. And, and I can almost bet, like most of you have read this scripture in the same way that I've read it for years, is that in order to be called a child of God, we must be a peacemaker. And so the weight on that is, is I must do well and act right in order to be a child of God. Look at me and listen to me. That is not the case. You are not a child of God because of how you act and because of what you do. You are a child of God because you have come into relationship with the Most High King. You are a child of God because you have accepted the work that he has done and that your sin is too great that you can't do anything to fix it. 
you become a child of God that way. But we read this, and I know I've done it for years, is that, well, if if I'm going to be a child of God, then I have to be a peacemaker. And let me tell you, there are times in my house where I'm not a peacemaker. I'm a troublemaker, (laughs) right? Those of us who are parents in this room, or maybe you are a child of a parent, that covers everybody in case you didn't know, right? It's like maybe you're a parent of a child or maybe you're a child of a parent, and that covers all of us. And so when you think about you in relation to your parents or you think about your kids in relation to you, um, how many of us that when we were younger, we would say, I'm never going to do fill in the blank that my parents did. I'm never going to say what my parents say. And as we find ourselves growing what do we find ourselves doing and saying, right? Everything, like Geico's trying to help us out, (laughs) right? He's like, I'm trying to help you not become your parents. But here's the thing, like, we don't, we don't, children don't act like their parents to become their kids. Okay, listen to that. Children don't act like their parents to become their kids. I don't act like my mom and my dad so that I can become their child. Okay, um, I am a child of my parents, and I act like them. Okay, let me, let, me, let me say it better this way. Children act like their parents because they are already their kids. I act like my, my mom and my dad because I'm already theirs, right? Your kids, those of you who, who have kids, like, like my oldest is just like me 2.0, except way more beautiful, and she's dying on the second row right now. My middle child is my wife, 2.0, maybe like 5.0 on nitrous, right? Uh, Just like to the nth degree. And Amelia, our third child, is really, I don't know who she acts like. She is of another world. She's way more spirit. But she's a good blend of us. But I recognize that she acts like me because she is my child. And so here's what I want you to understand. We act like our father, not so that we can be his kids, we are his kids, therefore we should act like our father. And so we don't become peacemakers so that we can become his children because he is the prince of peace and we are his children. Therefore, because we are his children, we are peacemakers. Are you guys tracking with me? And so I don't want you to miss and go into the holidays and think, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm really screwing up. I'm like, I'm about to go off on Uncle Carl, right? I'm like, I'm going to lose my sonship. That's not the case. You will not lose your sonship. But as a part of your sonship and, and your daughtership, you have a responsibility to be a peacemaker. As children of God, we are peacemakers. Children act like their parents because they are already their kids. You are a child of God. You are a child of the Prince of Peace. And so because of that, it is in our DNA, it is in our spirit, it is in our toolbox to be peacemakers. And and Paul says this in Colossians 3, 14. He says, above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of how many bodies? One body. You are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Now, let me talk to my church folks just a little bit. Those of you who are connected to the body of Christ, that are in relationship, and you call Avenue Church home, we have a responsibility to live in unity with each other. 
Okay, we all have different backgrounds. We all have different baggage. We all have different things that we carry, but we have a responsibility when we come together as the body of Christ, as, as the children of God, to live in unity, that the petty things that we disagree over are no longer important. Paul says that it doesn't matter if you're Jew or Greek, if you're civilized or uncivilized. It doesn't matter if you're any of these things. The only thing that matters is Christ in us. And so that is where we are unified. And when we walk outside these doors into the greater kingdom of God, and you've got, you know, experienced community church down the road. There's actually a new church that we're helping launch right down the road at, at Brass Horn. We're helping support them a little bit. I mean, they're right down the road, and I could be like, you know what? This is my turf. <laughs> Back up, buddy, you know? And we, and, and, and we have a turf war, and I pull out my switchblade. I don't know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> but I was like, this is mine. Or, you know what? We've talked for weeks. No, we're going to have unity in the body of Christ because Kyle is going to attract people and reach people that Avenue Church won't. And so we make peace that way within the body and realizing, and I will say this a lot if Avenue is your home, we are all working for the same company, just different departments. We're all a part of the same body. We just have different functions. So we live with unity within the body of Christ, that we are bound together to live in love and harmony. But then at the same time, he says that we are to live in peace with the world. He says, and always be thankful. How do we live in peace? All right, so no, we're not going to agree with everything. There are things that, that is outside, that is in the world, that is sinful, that we do not dis, like agree with, that, that, that we um, are fighting against, that we are trying to rescue people out of these lifestyles and these decisions and this sin. We don't agree with that, but we don't necessarily just always go to war and try to start arguments on social media and across the... Sometimes you come peacefully, and we think coming peacefully is... Um, like quietly, we think coming peacefully is, is passive. But this is what Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 14. He says, so, so this is how we live at peace with the world. And we'll look at a couple of verses. It says, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. And just let that settle. Like this is a directive that we are supposed to have. All right? Bless those who persecute you. And like honestly, here in America, like we talk about in the last year that the church has been persecuted, go to the Middle East, go to China, you'll see that the church is persecuted, right? We're not being drug out of our house into the streets and thrown in prison. And, and most of us in this room may not necessarily have people who persecute us, but you may have somebody at work that they can be a smart aleck and maybe they got the promotion and you didn't and you've been doing the, like all the things right. Maybe you've got this individual or this person in your like relationship circle and like they seem to get all the breaks, but you're not. Or maybe they're always the sarcastic one and you're trying to tell like, are they being funny or are they being real? Because that kind of hurt, <laughs> right? And so that's what persecution can look like sometimes. And, and Paul says the first response should be to bless those, don't curse them. And this is a big one. Pray that God blesses them. I'm not going to make you raise your hand. But when was the last time you like realistically prayed for God to bless someone that you would consider an enemy? Like when was the last time it was like, 
when they stabbed you in the back, they slandered you at work, they hurt you, whatever. When was the last time you actually prayed, God, I know like this hurts, but give them a Mercedes. I don't want it, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> Can we get a two for one deal, <laughs> right? Give them one, like when was the last time you prayed health over them, right? And so Paul goes on, he says, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who are weep. Within the church, we do that. We bear one another's burdens. We celebrate together. Um, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Look at your neighbor. Don't say anything. <laughs> Just raise an eyebrow. <laughs> Just kidding. But don't think like you know it all. Like everybody knows everything now. Thanks to YouTube and social media like, and, and Google. We know more than what we should know, honestly, right? I heard a pastor say one time that everybody has something to say, but nobody wants to listen. Because we think we know it all. And Paul says, don't act like you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. And verse 18 is going to stick a little bit. Do all that you can to live in peace with, fill in the blank. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Not just the people you like or love, but the people you dislike and don't like. And we won't use that other word, right? But do all that you can. One translation says, as, as, as much as it depends on you, live in peace with everyone. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Um, don't think that you know it all. Don't pay back evil with evil. And this is where I say this, guys. Peaceful is not passive. And I want you to remember that. Peaceful is not passive. And we think that, that, that maintaining peace is just sitting there and saying nothing and, and, and letting that person run all over you or whatever. But there's actually a better way. There's another way that actually brings peace, not just in your life and can, can um, disarm the situation, but maybe even begin to introduce a righteous, holy peace into their life because they see it acted out and played out in you. Peace is not passive. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 through 47. This is a lot. I know I'm giving you a lot of scripture today. Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 47. You have heard it said, again, this is in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, you have heard it, you have heard that the law says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. And again, we see, pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. See, there's that, like, we, we are peacemakers, and we will be called children of God, right? We don't make peace so that Daddy loves us. Daddy loves us, so we make peace. When we act in this way, we show that we are truly his children. He says, for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends the rain on the just and the unjust alike. And, and, and when I read that, like, I kind of have this cartoon pop up in my mind, you know, where Charlie Brown is walking around with a rain cloud just over his head, right? God doesn't just pick people to, to like, allow his sunlight to fall on. 
you're not walking down the street or coming out of work and, and that person that you really like, they walk out of the like out of the office and you're just like Disney, like sunshine and birds is just all over you and you see them walk out because you don't like them. They're just covered in the shadow. Like that's what you get, right? But when you walk out, the same sunlight that's hitting you, guess what? It's hitting them as well. God doesn't choose that. And what he's saying is for you and I, we don't choose who we love. We just love. We love those that the sunlight hits. Guess who that is? Everybody. When we walk out and we see the sunlight on someone, that's who we love. Because God doesn't choose who the sun sets on and who it doesn't. And he says, if you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. And so he gives us some things to do in this passage of Scripture. And again, most of Christianity and most of our faith walk is not difficult. Like, like it's not, it's not, um, it's, it's easy to understand, but it's hard to do. It's simple, but it's hard. And so he gives us three things here. He says, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, and be kind to everyone. Whew, you thought I was going to give you something much deeper than that, right? <laughs> so what do we do to walk in peace as much as it depends on us? To do all that we can to make peace around us, we love, we pray, and we are kind. We love we pray, and we are kind. We don't just love those that we like, our friends and family members. And really, like, if you, if you think about we have friends and family, and we have acquaintances, and we have enemies, and there's this spectrum. Back in the days of MySpace, come on, you had your top five, and then you had your top ten, and you had to be careful, like, who you, as a nine, I would just randomize it so that I would have different people up there and I wouldn't hurt anybody's feelings, right? But, but we do have this spectrum of relationships within our life and we have our friends and families and those are the ones that we love, that, that it's easy to love. And we have acquaintances and these are people that, that we like, that we're in relationship with them and you know what, there, there, there may be some benefits from that because they know somebody or they have a connection and so, you know, maybe mutual friends, there's some benefits from that. You reap some rewards from just being acquainted with them. There is power in, in loose connections. But then there are enemies, and these are people that it's really, really difficult to love. They're the gremlins after midnight, right? That's hard to embrace. They're prickly and they're salty, and it's like we, we don't wanna love them, but Christ is calling us to love them. And he says this, guys. He says, to pray for those that persecute you, acting like your true father, because he is the everlasting father and the prince of peace. Let, and, and we know how to do that, to pray for them. And it doesn't have to be elaborate. You don't have to write out this eloquent poem and pray it to your heavenly father. It's like, God, they're driving me crazy. Can you please help them, help me, and help me help them, help me help you help them, right? Just kidding. But begin to pray for them. Here's what, what, what happens is, is our heart begins to change. God's doing a work on us that we can't do. God's doing a work in their heart that we can't do. And then this last one, guys, let's say it together, all right? On the count of three, one, two, three, be kind. 
I don't believe you. <laughs> right? We do I should I brought Barney out here to teach this message, right? All right, should I come out in a purple dinosaur? I'm just kidding. But let's let's try it again. My wife is like, get off the stage, dude. All right. On the count of three. One, two, three. Be kind. Much better. Give yourselves a hand. Come on. But here's here's the truth, guys. Kindness can change a situation and a, a, can change a moment. And there's a lot of unkindness out there. We need to be the kindness of, kinder than anybody. And I get, like, you go into the restaurant industry right now, and for those of you who are, like, graciously serving, thank you, because I know there's some grumpy people out there. For those of you who are working like in the stores or in the medical field, in the education, wherever you have to work with people, thank you, <laughs> right? Because I know they're, like, there are people walking off jobs because customers are so unkind. There are people leaving careers because people are so unkind. It should not be that way. We have to understand that everything's not going to go perfectly. We have to understand that there's going to be glitches, that, that servers are going to be rude because they just had a jerk 20 minutes before you got there, and they're trying to process that. Don't wait on them to be kind. You be kind back. We ordered some pizza for our small group um, last week, and I'd never ordered from this chain before. It was on the other side of town over by the VA, and I did my online order, and I saw once my order went through, I was like, you know what? That's going to be delivered 30 minutes later than what I put in, and so I called. I was like, hey, I need to change my order, uh, my, my delivery time, and he was like, we don't, we don't deliver. It's like, well, on your website, it says that you deliver, right? And he was like, we don't actually deliver. Our order goes through DoorDash. Did you order through DoorDash? I was like, no, I didn't. I went to your website and I put in my order for delivery there. And he was like, sir, I'm sorry. He said, we'll try to get, and I could tell in his voice, he was like, oh crap, right? And so I didn't get angry and he, he went above and beyond. He's like, we'll try to get it delivered. And then I found out like he only has 16 year olds working like after five o'clock because nobody else wants to work, right? And so I'm just like, guys, don't, don't worry about it. And so he called me back and he was like, look, we got the time changed. I'm throwing an extra pizza, but I did not like, and I was like, no, dude, you don't have to throw in an extra pizza, and I'm really glad because we had more than enough pizza left over, and I don't need any more, but I know on the other side of that phone, and so when we hung up, he said, Merry Christmas, and, he, and, and then, then it's almost like he, he's like, he's like, yeah, I said it, Merry Christmas, and I was like, well, Merry Christmas to you too, you know, but what would happen, guys? How would our atmosphere change, our interactions with people change, if we would just be kind? Yeah. It's not, it's hard, but it's not. Because we have to crucify our desire in that moment to be right in order to be kind. And so we love and we pray and let's be kind and do whatever it takes as far as it relies on us to live at peace with people. Paul says this in Ephesians, and in this verse, when I read this last year, not even in preparation for the sermon, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, says, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people 
in his own body on the cross. He broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. Come on. He did this by ending the system of the law with its commandments and the regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new person with two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross. And our hostility towards each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you, Gentiles, who were far from him. And peace to the Jews who were near to him. Now, all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. And so what Paul is, is alluding to, and, and this is why the boxes are on the stage, what, what Paul is alluding to is, is outside the temple, there was what was called a whoa, court of the Gentiles. Court of the Gentiles, and, and it, was, it was about a five-foot wall that separated the space that the Gentiles could be in and the Jews could be in. So the Gentiles, and there was about 13, 13 openings in that wall in order for them to get into the court. And so what, what Paul is saying is that, that when, when Jesus came, he broke down the wall that separated the religious walls, the traditional walls, the, even the governmental walls that separated these two groups of people. And he brought them close together in him and made one. A physical wall. But here's what I'm finding out in our world is here's what we are doing is we are building a wall. And then on the other side of our wall are those people and they're building their own wall. And so we're building up our wall to protect ourselves. They're building up their wall to protect themselves. Maybe we've offended them. We've hurt them. They've offended us. They've hurt us. And so there's not peace. There's division. And this is where I say peace is not passive. Peace takes work. And, 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 and so we, we have these tools of love and prayer and kindness. And, and here's what happens. When, when, when we're praying, Prayer softens our hearts. It does the work that only God can do. And so what it does for us on this side is, is it softens our heart and it takes a brick off of our wall that we put up. And then when we come at someone with kindness, what it does is they're not expecting it and they have a brick in their hand and they're just ready to put another one up because of how they've experienced someone, maybe you or someone in church or maybe someone like you, they have a stereotype on you. And so they're already coming with their brick to build up the wall that Christ has torn down. But when we are kind, what we do is, is we disarm their hands. Right? And we take that brick out of their hand. When we pray and we're praying for them and we're praying for us, God takes a brick out of the wall that we put up in our heart. When we show kindness, then we're active and we are giving them a reason to put the brick down. And I promise you, over time, as the church gets this and the church big C, but you know what? I can't control everyone else. I can't even control you. You can only control you. And as we do this, as we love, as we pray and we are kind, People will always keep trying to put the wall up, but we will keep bringing it back down until Christ returns again. 
and the walls are completely gone. And we are back united under one Savior, one person, once again. And I know, look, we're going into the holidays and, 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 and we sing about joy and we sing about hope and peace. And some of us, like in all reality, you may be having a little PTSD because you got to eat some dressing with some people that you don't want to eat dressing with. And let me give you a game plan. Pray up before you get there. Pray up before you get there. God, remove any calluses from my heart. Break down any walls that are in their heart, God, that, that would keep them not from receiving me, but from receiving you in me. God, help me to be kind. I just now realize that, that as we choose to be kind, we're not only disarming them, but we're disarming ourselves. Because whatever rude comment we were gonna say, we have to put that down <laughs> in order to be kind. And I promise you, as we do that, as we walk in this season and, and, and we rely on peace with him and we work on peace within, we will start to bring peace with them. And we will be acting like true children of our heavenly father, who is a prince of peace, is an everlasting father. And so I wanna pray for you in this moment with every head bowed and every eye closed because for some of you, like, like it's a, it can be a very real thing. Some of it, it could just be surface anxiety. For some of it, it could be like, you know, I don't, I don't know how I wanna address this. And so I wanna pray that God will give you peace and give you wisdom and give you grace and give you compassion in those moments so that you're not steadily building up the wall that he has already broke down. And it says that, that he has done away Christ reconciled both groups. There will always be different groups of people. There will always be different political lines, different family views, all these different things in life, if we allow there to be. But Christ has come to bring unity. And it's by his life and by his death on the cross that our hostility towards each other has been put to death. And so now we all can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit. And so you're here today with every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to pray that you would have peace within so that you can work for peace within. And just to honor you, and let me be your pastor for a moment. If, if, if you have people in your life that you do not have peace with, but you sense the Holy Spirit right now saying you need to do all that you can to make peace with them, would you let me pray for you as your pastor and just lift your hand? That took a step of courage and God will honor that acknowledging strength. And so Father, I just come to you right now. God, you saw the hands that were lifted. God, you saw, you see their hearts. God, you see their desire, maybe not for reconciliation, but for peace. But even for those that desire for the relationship to be reconciled, God, I pray that you would intervene in only ways that you can. God, for some in this room that maybe these relationships are estranged and it's been a while, and maybe they need to be the one to take the first step to make peace, to make the phone call, to, to send a text message, to show up even for a visit. 
Maybe, maybe we were the ones that were wrong. And the peace truly lies on us. God, give us the courage to take that step. God, give us the eyes to see those that have hurt us just as Jesus saw them, full of compassion. God, to be full of compassion, knowing that they're lost and confused. They may not even realize what's happened, but God, help us to love not just our friends and family and and like our acquaintances, but God, help us to love across the whole spectrum. Give us the consistency just to pray simple prayers that when we invite you into that situation, that you are there. God, soften their hearts, soften our hearts. Give us the courage and the humility to be kind even when we want to be right, even when we want to be justified. Help us to be kind. And that in that, that you have done away with all hostility and you're helping us break down walls. God, if there's anyone in this room today that does not have a relationship with you and God, you have done all the work that you have made peace with us through your son, Jesus, by means of his death on the cross, that we are made right with you that you see us as blameless when we accept that gift. So Father, there's anyone in this room today that does not know you, that needs to start that relationship with you. God, I pray that right now, just with the sound of my voice, that they are simply saying, Jesus, I give you my life. It doesn't have to be eloquent, but it does have to be authentic. And it's not all that's going to be said between you and them, God, but I pray that it's the start of a lifelong conversation. And God, that whenever the enemy tries to whisper of, of who they were and what they've done, that you will remind them that they don't have to act right to be your child, that you've chosen them to be your child, and that you've done all the work to adopt them into your family, and that you love them just as they are, not because of, of what they've done what they haven't done, but because of everything that you've done and who you are. And so, Father, we thank you for this season. We thank you that, that you have come to bring peace with you, peace in us, and peace around us. And so, Father, we thank you for this day and your word. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. Come on, let's celebrate this morning. Bye. Wow.